0: Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, uh, coming to the end of May. We're almost into June, and that is why it's concerning that Pittsburgh Pirates lineup is not clicking yet because we're almost into June. O'Neill Cruz is still batting under 200, and we're almost into June. So these are the things that we're talking about. These are the top stories right now. Um, let's see. I mean, I was going to go to the Pirates game this morning, Um well, I was thinking about it last night, I was going to go, but when it came down to it this morning, uh, it's about an hour and a half drive for me to go to um, Harrisburg, and a nice ballpark, a lot of traffic around there though, um, to go to Harrisburg, watch Mladinski and some of these other guys, and then come all the way back is the tough part, you know? So I decided to just stick around and mow my lawn because the grass is growing at, extremely fast rates this year (laughs) you know people have to mow their lawn like every four or five days this year it's insane so um, I'm just constantly mowing I mow a little bit at a time because as you know I don't like the heat I get dehydrated you know I'm not going to mow the whole lawn I have a push mower because I do enjoy the workout you know my weigh-ins haven't been great lately but um you know do I want to do all that driving watch the game And then do all that driving back. uh, I kind of passed right at the last minute, especially because there's some afternoon games on. And I'll probably watch the Pirates this afternoon, who should win this game. Um, The Colorado Rockies have not announced a starter yet. The Colorado Rockies are really bad on the road. Um, I would imagine that Pittsburgh wins this game. I mean, if you're betting. I would take this game on the money line as one of the few games that you would take Pittsburgh, but I don't think you're going to get a great money line because of that. You know, because the Rockies are just throwing out a bullpen game or whatnot, um, or maybe bringing someone up from the minor leagues to start. Um, I would not, um, you know, think that you're going to get great odds on that game. But you know, you would think that they'd win today. I mean, they haven't hit. If you take away the four runs they got off of Yadier Molina. They're averaging 1.5 runs a game off of um, over the last dozen games, you know, off of non-position player starters. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't really count those four runs. So, uh, I mean, it's not good, you know, one and a half runs a game. Certainly going to be um, last in the league. Uh, I think by the end of the year, the Pirates are going to be the lowest scoring team in the league. Um, Even if you do replace Yoshi with Mason Martin and you score some more runs. You're not going to you're never going to save a whole lineup with a rookie or two, you know. Uh it's just not something that happens. I mean, you don't um you don't become a great team by playing a bunch of rookies. It's happened once in a while that you have like a couple rookies going off at the same time. Um it happened with the Houston Astros around the time Correa and all those guys came up. Um, happened in the Phillies with um, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Sutley, and Ryan Howard. Um, so it's happened with teams. But um, I, don't, I don't think, well, we don't really have those kind of guys, you know? I mean, Mason Martin's batting 250, O'Neill Cruz is batting 198. Um, we don't really have those guys that are going to come up and make an impact. Um, but I was impressed with. Um, uh, Cal Mitchell yesterday I mean here's a guy that um, has always quietly done his job in the minors um, he's not a Charrington guy you know he's been in the system and this year he put things together even more than most I mean you were talking about AAA and you were talking about most of his teammates struggling and he was the one guy that was going out there and getting hits day in day out you know and even with some power sprinkled in Um, so, I mean, he's got the gap-to-gap power. He'll occasionally pop one over the fence. Um, but I also liked just the style of hitting, you know, not trying to do too much. He put all those balls in play yesterday. And, um, you know, he got a, a clutch hit, you know, for the Pirates to take the one nothing lead. Um, which they eventually squandered. I mean, um, uh... Ryan Reynolds continues to struggle, you know. Yoshi has no business being in the major leagues at this point, which is why, you know, if you just switch him with Mason Martin, you're improving defensively and offensively. And I'm a little surprised they waited this long, to be honest, but it's got to be coming soon, you know. Um, the, only time that, the only reason they would wait this long is probably um, because they want Mason Martin to get, you know, as many at-bats as possible in. Um, but he does have those nine home runs, which is pretty significant. You know, it's a pretty decent amount of home runs. And, you know, um, some of them have come recently, which is good. You know, he got hot early, then he got cold. And now he's sort of like playing well, you know. So again, bringing Mason Martin up, sort of a no-brainer. Bringing O'Neill Cruz up, probably not the best idea. I've never been a big Cruz fan for you know reasons that I've talked about, if you want to go back on some of my other episodes about O'Neill Cruz, um, seeing him in person, and stuff like that, um, you know the big swing, the attitude, stuff, you know stuff like that. You know he was obviously overrated, um, which happens. You know I mean the ratings companies they all kind of piggyback off of each other, and they were just focusing on a few hot weeks for the most part of O'Neill Cruz, you know hitting a bunch of home runs and putting a decent second half of the season together last year Uh, but whatever he had going last year he still hasn't been able to recapture that Um, and you know he's kind of a prima donna you know checking his watch on his home runs and stuff like that so those prima donnas tend to fizzle out you know Um, they tend to not necessarily do as well as the guys that just really keep their head down and work hard you know so I don't know. I don't expect, and I think still the majority of Pirates Twitter expects O'Neill Cruz to be a super duper exciting player in the major leagues, and uh, I'd be surprised if that happens. You know, I mean, I just don't think he's good enough, um, or at least has the work ethic, you know, to become good enough um, of a guy like Mason Martin, you know, who works super duper really hard. Every day, you know, a guy like Cal Mitchell, who really works hard at his craft, you know, a guy like Bednar, Um, he doesn't really seem to have that fire in his belly, you know. Um, He gets sulky, you know, he's not happy when he gets moved to the outfield. Uh, There's just a lot of things, a lot of things that you don't like to see character-wise about O'Neill Cruz, and that's probably why he's not performing either, you know. It's not like he doesn't have the talent. But you need more than talent. You need to really put it all together because there's only so many jobs in Major League Baseball. And even the people that have those jobs, there's only so many people, so many of them that do well. So if I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates games in this homestand, they're one and four in the homestand. There's a couple games that were close that they could have won. uh, One against the Cardinals and one last night. Um, But there's also a game that was close The game that they won was also close that they could have potentially lost. So, I mean, this is not a good sign heading into six games on the road out west where pretty much all the East Coast teams struggle or Mid-Atlantic teams struggle. Um, You're talking about three games in San Diego and then three games in Los Angeles, you know. And these are teams that are doing really well. So, you know, anything can happen in baseball, um, any series is anything is possible, as you saw with the Pirates beating the Dodgers um, only a few short weeks ago. But it's not likely to happen. So you don't want to come off a home stand at one and five. I think they'll win the game today. We'll see what happens. But you don't want to come off a home stand, even at two and four, and then be going into that, you know, where you're hoping to be two two and four, you know, but that's not going to be easy at all. Um, So um, we know the Pirates lineup is bad. It's probably not going to get any better by bringing up a couple of rookies up, although um, they will score more runs with a guy like Mason Martin in the lineup. It's not just home runs with him. Um, He also hits a lot of doubles. He just always has a good OPS, you know. He doesn't walk a lot, but he just slugs a lot, which brings up his OPS, you know. A lot of doubles, And then a good amount of home runs, you know. So that's what you get with Mason Martin. Um, It's a no-brainer at this point, bringing him up uh, and substituting him for Yoshi. Um, Maybe they're just waiting until he gets hot. Um, I don't know how much longer you can wait. Maybe they're waiting until after this West Coast series um, so they could show him off at home. And maybe get a boost in ticket sales. Because they probably boosted their ticket sales about 700 last night by having Roansy Contreras pitch. And he pitched well. I mean, he got into a little bit of trouble. He most likely got outpitched by Freeland, um, who was the guy on the Rockies who really had his uh, pinpoint control last night. But one thing that Roansy Contreras showed is the ability to get out of trouble, you know. Uh, he had a second and third. He had a couple runners in scoring position here and there. Um, uncharacteristically walked a couple of guys. But for the most part, for a young pitcher, Rowanzi Contreras did a nice job. And it was only a second start. And in those two starts, he hasn't given up a run yet. So um, the first one was just a, um, you know, welcome to the bigs. Three innings last year. It was just a reward, you know, for having a good season. But this year... Um, you know, the guy's going to stick as long as he stays healthy, you know, and I don't expect anything different from a guy who I am going to see tomorrow night in Altoona, uh, Michael Burroughs. Um, he is the same type of guy as Rowanzi Contreras, fierce competitor, nasty stuff, mixes it up, rarely gets scored upon, good control. I mean, all that good stuff, you know? Michael Burrows is the other starter in the Pirates system that I think can come in. And if you're look, and yeah, they don't really have a lot of other good starters other than that. Jared Jones is so far off that we can't even talk about the guy, you know? Uh, and nobody else is really that quality. Um, I'm not sure that Quinn Priester will be a starter, um, but he's certainly far off after being injured all of this year, you know? So yeah, those are the two guys. But if you think about it, Um, Some of these guys are starting to step up, even if you get rid of Quintana, who certainly will be traded at the deadline, right? But even if you get rid of Quintana, if you had a rotation of, this is a pretty good rotation. I was really trying hard not to yawn. This is a pretty good rotation. Um, If you got Zach Thompson, who, okay, the guy's not an ace, but stick with me here. We're talking about a solid rotation, right? Zach Thompson, JT Brubaker. Um, there's got to be one other guy pitching well, right? Uh, I'm not sure who that is. Um, Zach Thompson, JT Brubaker. Uh, I really can't. It's not off the top of my head jumping up and down on me. Uh, but I know there's another guy that's pitching well in this rotation. Um, but, I mean, that just shows you how forgettable the Pirates can be sometimes. But I think those two guys are pitching well. So if you throw Rowanzi Contreras in there and you throw um, Michael Burroughs in there, that's four quality starters, right? And that is your rotation, hopefully, as long as those guys are healthy uh, after the trade deadline. You know, that will be your starting rotation. Um, Now, there's never any guarantee that all those guys are going to stay healthy, you know? And you could throw other guys in the starting rotation. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. Like, um, you know, some of these bull, you know, piggyback guys being good enough to be in the starting rotation. But those are the four guys that I'm focusing on. Zach Thompson has been really good lately. JT Brubaker has been really good lately. If you notice the strikeouts and the command on the mound, He's been good lately, despite some struggle, you know, some problem innings. Um, so I'm pretty confident with those two guys. And then if you sprinkle in um Rowanzi Contreras and Michael Burroughs, you have a decent one, two, three, four. You know? The question is, will they add to that in the offseason? And I think probably they'll add another flip guy, you know. So I'm not super worried about the pitching, you know. You have Bednar. Stratton looked pretty good last night. I mean, his fastball is sneaky fast because his other stuff is slow. Um, And his other stuff is tricky. And he usually gets the job done. Not having his best year, but he's a guy that usually gets the job done. Now, he might be traded at the deadline. Um, Somebody whose arm has gotten a lot better lately, um, Underwood, he might be traded at the deadline. They might trade most of their um, relievers at the deadline because relievers are in demand. There was like 60 of them traded last year at the trade deadline. But I really hope that Ben Sherrington comes to his senses and he doesn't trade Bednar and he doesn't trade Ben Gamble because you need, you know, unless you're just spinning your wheels, you know, unless you're just going round and round, you need to really build on this team with guys that are over 28 years old, you know, because we know you're never going to win with a whole team of people that are super young. Um, you need um, players that have been there, you know, veteran players that have been there to kind of teach these guys and help them along, you know? I mean, you just need that. You always need that, you know? Another guy who I don't think can stick around the whole season is Michael Perez. Because if you're batting o ninety five for the whole season, you can't be called a starting catcher. You know, so there's a few other guys they're hoping will come around. I think um, Carter Bins. there's a couple other guys that have hit a little bit better, but I think Bins, they would hope would hit a little better than Michael Perez. Um, problem is, he's not really known for his hitting prowess, you know, so I don't know. I mean, they had Jamie Ritchie, who they thought could hit a little bit, um, but I think he's probably still hurt. Um, so I'm not sure like where the Pirates are going to go as far as catcher, um, but it it seems difficult to fathom that they would have a starting catcher batting under 100, let alone batting under 200. And that's something that Michael Perez has a chance to do. You know, bat under 100. You know, and that is not good. You know, even if your rotation is good, if the lineup is this bad. I mean, that's why you're only winning um, 58 games this year, you know, because this lineup is bad, you know, your first baseman, you could upgrade, you could go Mason Martin over Yoshi, and that would help defensively and help a little bit offensively. I mean, I sure I still expect Martin to struggle, um, but I also expect him to win a few games with his bat, you know, Um, but catcher is a real problem, you know. We have no idea what we're doing at catcher. Um, And you don't expect them to add a catcher at the trade deadline. I mean, they're just going to have to go with the scrubs, man. They can add a catcher in the offseason. But for the rest of of this year, I think catcher is going to be a black hole. Um, Second base, we still don't really know who our second baseman is. We like Diego Castillo. We like Chavis. Um, But... Which one of those guys is going to stick at second base? Or are they both going to be part-time players? Uh, That I don't know. Um, Shortstop is also a problem. Um, Kevin Newman is out long-term now, which I think most of Pirates Twitter is happy about. Um, So you could be looking at a split of um, Rodolfo Castro and O'Neill Cruz at shortstop. You know? Um, Not anything too particular exciting there. I mean... Um, Rodolfo Castro is an exciting player Um, I think he got plunked yesterday Because he was so excited in the field Over making a great play I mean it's not the playoffs right Most people don't do that Um, The team seemed to take exception to that The Rockies seemed to take exception to that Because Freeland who had pinpoint control Just plunked one right at Rodolfo Castro You know So you don't really want the guy to change the way he plays though You know I mean, if you look at a guy that you like in the clubhouse, um, a couple good clubhouse guys that I see right now are Rodolfo Castro and Cal Mitchell, you know, just real fun keeping the clubhouse loose kind of guys. Um, Very similar to what Andrew McCutcheon used to do all the time and Starling Marte used to do all the time. So I really like those guys and I really think that um, and I, I don't know about Rodolfo Castro, but I really think that Cal Mitchell might stick, you know. I really like his approach to plate. I really like that he makes contact. Um, I just like Cal Mitchell, you know. Um, now, you never know, you know. And obviously, this whole season has been a short sample size, and he's never really put it together. But you could look at the fact that Cal Mitchell is so young that potentially he could be putting it together late in his career. Um, Suwinski, you know, I don't think he's going to stick. And to be honest, Rodolfo Castro eh, uh, yeah, you know, you can't say that you think he's going to stick. Um, but I think that, um, and they need outfielders as well, but I think that at Cal Mitchell as, actually has a chance to stick, you know, and we certainly need outfielders. Um, I mean, it, let's say Suwinski isn't sticking. Um, you really don't have that many outfielders, you know, but you could go with Gamble, um Cal Mitchell, you know, if he continues to play well, you know, if he doesn't hit below the Mendoza line. Uh And, you know, Gamel and um Brian Reynolds in there. Uh And you should be getting at some point back two guys. You know, the one guy, Jesus, we've all completely forgotten about, Greg Allen. At some point, his his leg has got to be getting better. I mean, this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, we get that he... He hurt himself in spring training. We all saw the play, but to be out this long, you know, is kind of crazy. I haven't seen his, um, I I don't look at um, Bradenton's um, box scores anymore because until they promote the guys that they drafted last year, there's very few people that are even worth watching in Bradenton and the ones that are there aren't really doing well, you know. So I don't really look into Bradenton too much to see if um, Greg Allen has started a rehab assignment. But you have him and you have the guy from um, the Houston Astros uh, who did a good job defensively for us, you know. And he would be in the mix if you're going to do like a four-player outfield. Or really, you could do a five-player outfield with him and Greg Allen in the second half of the year Um, as long as Cal Mitchell sticks. And I don't know, man. I think he has a better chance of sticking than Swinski. Um, So, I mean, it's not like that's that high of a bar. Suwinski's batting like 185. But, um, but you never know. You know, he could stick in his rookie year. Kevin Newman stuck in his rookie year and didn't hit too bad, you know. Um, so it's certainly possible if Kevin Newman can do it. Um, let's see. Where else are we at? I think I had uh, one guy I wanted to take a look at today was Tupacana Marcano. Um, at first glance, I was pretty excited about what he's doing in Altoona, um, but then when I really looked at it, um, you know, really looked at his numbers, he is batting over 300 now, and his OPS for the year is pretty good, um, but he doesn't have a lot of speed, which is disappointing. Like, he doesn't have the speed that you would want to be a, um, a stolen base guy in the major leagues, and I think that's the big problem, you know, with... Having him, well, I don't think he would ever be considered like an everyday major league player, um, but he doesn't have that much to add off the bench either. Um, so he's going to have to count on superior defensive, you know, a you know flashy glove and a glove that makes all the plays. And they do have him back in the infield where he should be. But even a three o three for four yesterday and a three o four average and a really good OPS, um, I'm still not seeing in Marcano's numbers like a guy that. You know, you would never think of him as an everyday major league player, you know. Um, so if we got him and Suwinski back in that trade last year, um, I don't think either of those guys are going to be everyday major league players, you know. So again, that's why I would have just kept Adam Frazier. At least you knew he was an everyday major league player, even though he wasn't great. Uh, Matt Frazier has still been having an extremely disappointing season in Altoona. That's tough to see, you know. Gorski, though had another um, good game yesterday. It was his first game in Altoona, and he hit a home run, and he also got another hit. Three RBIs, you know. And I've heard really good things about Gorski. He's got good speed, which is probably why they're playing him in center field, you know. I mean, Gorski is all of the sudden, you know, a guy that we could talk about every day, you know, because of his power and speed, you know. I mean, I like him better than O'Neill Cruz already, you know, because... I just heard really good reports on Gorski, you know, and it sounds crazy. I know you guys are like rolling your eyes because if you go by um, prospect sites, you know, or if you go by um, what you might see, like who's rated what on tools, um, you would always put um, an O'Neill Cruz over a Gorski because you're talking about a guy that people have in the top 100 players overall. But if you're just going by, um, you know, someone who's watched baseball and someone who listens to what people talk about, um, I I think Gorski actually may have just passed up O'Neill Cruz in um, the prospect rankings. Certainly on my prospect rankings, and it's not just based on the 18 home runs this year. Um, it's also based on what I'm hearing. You know, that you know the guy is just a really good hard worker. Um, the guy has power and speed. And he's decent defensively, you know. Could be a center fielder in the major leagues. I mean, Gorski is a guy who has a better chance of sticking in the major leagues than a guy that's really, really hot and cold like O'Neill Cruz. And a guy with just, you know, just has a problem staying on task and having a good attitude like O'Neill Cruz. So when I go to the Altoona game tomorrow night, I'm definitely going to that one with Burroughs pitching. Uh, Gorski is the guy I'm going to be watching. You know, Nick Gonzalez is the guy I'm going to be watching. Matt Frazier is the guy I'm going to be watching. Oh, you know what though? Um, and I think Anthony will agree with this. If they are going to add a catcher after the deadline, it's probably going to be, uh, Blake Sable. You know, this is the guy that has the bat that Michael, um, Perez does not have, you know, and he's already 24 years old. You know, his career stats, he's a 287 hitter with an 860 ops, and he's outperforming that this season. So, yeah, I mean, I would say Blake Sable is the guy that they should promote as catcher because Bins isn't really known as an offensive guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, it's at least fun to think about watching young players, you know. I mean, that that is going to be interesting. Where last year after the trade deadline, there was nothing interesting. This year you could have Blake Sable at catcher, you could have Mason Martin at first. You could have Cal Mitchell starting every day in the outfield. And then you could even have O'Neill Cruz bouncing around, which that's what everybody's excited about. I'm not particularly sold on him doing well, but I do think his at-bats will be interesting, you know, because I think he'll have some really bad at-bats. And he'll also have an at-bat where he runs into one and it lands into the water, you know. But I think overall people will be disappointed with O'Neill Cruz because They just have him up on a pedestal and he's not the kind of guy that really is going to handle that very well, you know, being put up on a pedestal. Um, So yeah, you get some afternoon baseball. You should get a win this afternoon because God knows who's pitching for um, Colorado. It's a getaway game for them as well. So um, yeah, I think you'll get a win this afternoon. I think you'll get some nice weather. So hell, man, if you want to tell the boss that you're not feeling well, and you want to go to the Pittsburgh Pirates game this afternoon and basically buy a ticket in the nosebleeds and then sit wherever you want. Just buy like a $5 ticket off of um, off of um, StubHub or a $3 ticket off of StubHub and then just sit wherever you want and have a hot dog. This would be the day to do it because I think they're going to beat the Colorado Rockies who are a very bad road team. They haven't even announced a starter yet. And the Pirates bats are due to to do something, uh, I think you're going to get a win this afternoon. So peace out. The devil loves you. You know, keep on banging your head to rock and roll music or whatever kind of music you like, you know, whether it be classical music, whether it be stoner metal, um, whether it be hip hop, you know. You know, have fun. Enjoy your life. This is a beautiful time of the year. Peace.